Good morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. We are up to the last mission of the third chapter in Ksuvis, Elanitis, on the top of page 41a. So, plainly, if someone admits that he seduced so and so, the daughter of so and so, so of the payments that he has to make, he has to pay, based on his own admission, he has to pay for the shame, the embarrassment, and the defect that he caused in this young girl. But you don't have to pay the penalty. Because we have a rule, you don't pay a penalty based on your own admission. You only pay a penalty if you don't come clean. Then you have to pay the penalty. Here he came clean, so he's exempt from paying the penalty. If someone says, I stole, then based on your own admission, you have to pay the principal, because that's financial. That's But the penalty, the Torah says you have to pay double. And in the case, if you sell it, then if it was an ox, or if you go ahead and sell it, or you, um, you, 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 you butcher it, then you have to pay five times, four or five times, depending if it's a sheep or an ox, then that's, that's a penalty. And that you don't pay, um, you don't pay based on your own admission. Hey, Meshed is playing... What if he says that my axe went ahead and killed so-and-so's axe? So he doesn't have to pay according to, even though it's on his own admission. To gore someone else, if your axe gore someone, you have to pay, the Torah says you have to pay a koifer, it's like a penalty, a fixed sum of 30 shekel. So it would seem like since it's a fixed sum, it seems like a penalty. So why should he pay if he's admitting? We wouldn't know it without his own admission. He's coming clean. Because it's an atonement. So if it's an atonement, you have to pay. We'll explain. Ah, well, but. But if he says... Yeah. If he says, hey, Mishayri. My axe gored the servant of a so and so. I don't know Oh, the koifer, by the way, for killing value, if, you're, if your axe gored a person, you have to pay the value of the person. And, um, and, he holds that it's, a, it's not a, an atonement. It's actually, if it's an atonement, then it will be knas. If you become clean, you will be exempt. It's, 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 that's the value. You have to pay the value of the person. <coughs> but if he says, my axe gored a servant, there there's a fixed sum. You pay 30 shekel. There, then you don't pay if you come clean. Because that's surely a knas. Zaklal, this is the rule. Whenever the trader says you should pay more than the damage, for example, double, the damage is the, damage is the principal. The trader is obligating you to the top of the principal. You have to pay double. That's a penalty. It's a penalty. It's not a, it's not a financial loss. Yes, for the Ghana, if it makes sense, because you want to, it's a penalty. You're punishing him. Because if he just pays back the principal, he's not being punished. 
What's he returning? He's returning something that never belonged to him. So he didn't lose a penny. He tried to rob someone, to steal someone, steal $100 from someone. What are you doing? He just has to pay back the principal. He didn't lose a dime. Tater said, Tater's penalizing him. You tried to take away $100 from another person. We're going to take $100 out of you and tap at the principal, reach into your pocket and take out and lose $100. What a wonderful idea. <laughs> so that's a penalty. Send it to the mayor. Yeah. Here, here, if you steal the police, are going to pay the, the extra 100 Why does he only talk about in the case of seduction? Why does he also talk in the case of rape? That he, what he has to pay based on his own admission and what he doesn't, what he's exempt from paying. So your mother says, you're right, loimi boy come, loimi boy, not only in the case of nasty. Not only in the case. When he says, I raped her. She didn't agree, she was raped. So it's, it's no, it doesn't reflect badly on her doesn't reflect badly in her. If she's seduced, then she gets reflects badly in her. She's a slut. So, so she, her value is diminished. I mean, oh, she sleeps with everyone. Here she was raped. Poor victim. It's not her fault. She was innocent. She was raped. You have Rahman, so you don't hold it against her. That's what she's Not only in the case of rape. That when he says he admits that he raped her, he doesn't... He doesn't um, he doesn't lower her estimation. He doesn't affect her. It doesn't affect her. So surely he has to pay the Mishal and Boishas of Gambayata. Surely he has to pay her for the shame and for the, for the defect. That ultimately she lost her virginity because she was raped. That goes without saying. But in the case of Pisisi, in the case where he admits that he seduced her, the Kapagim law, where he, har- he harms her, he lowers her valuation because now. Everyone will look at her as a slut. I would think that he shouldn't have to pay. Because if you're going to force him to pay, it's just going to affirm in everyone's mind that she is a slut. If you say we don't believe him, then you'll save her reputation. Help her. Help her. Why, what, you know, like this, we don't believe him. And, and therefore, she, uh, we don't believe him that, that, that nothing happened between the two. But if you can afford, you're going to believe him. You're going to force him to pay for the shame and for the, for the defect. You're going to harm her. So, Kamashal, that's what the mission coming tells you. Even in this case, he has to pay based on his own admission. It doesn't matter what the consequences will be. Well, if he's going to pay, what are people going to say about her? It doesn't matter. You, you cause damage, financial damage. That's, you know, that's in the marketplace of, ma- of real damage, financial damage you have to pay based on your own admission. As this Lekai but it says, our mission is an argument, argues with this, with the other Tana, the Tana, when the Bryce of Shimon Yudem, Shimon of Shimon, Shimon of Yudem, it says, the name of Shimon Yudem, that if someone admits, comes to clean, comes to the best and says, I seduce the daughter of so and so, not only doesn't have to pay the penalty, but even the, for the shame, for the defect, he doesn't have to pay based on his own admission. Why? We don't believe him that that it's, that based on his testimony, you're going to ruin the girl's reputation. He could just come along and say, 
I, you know, I seduced her, we had sex together, and then we were intimate together, and you're going to ruin her reputation. So, so the Besan will believe you and, and, and force you to pay? You distinguish. Rape, we do believe him, not seduction. But he's also blaming her for being Exactly. Ray, rape doesn't reflect badly on her, so, you know, you say you raped her, fine, so pay. Yeah. But, but seduction, that she's a slut, and she's this, right, a partner, you we're going to believe you to ruin a reputation. It's much, it's much more valuable than money. It's much more at stake than money. It's a reputation. Reputation is priceless. So the peasant is going to put a stamp based on your admission. We're going to admit she. She says it never happened. Based on your admission, we're going to admit that that, that, that she, she acted like a slut and we were both sleeping together. We're going to force you to pay. No, we, we disregard your whole thing. We don't believe you. Go home. You have no right to ruin an innocent girl's reputation. The disagrees. Our mission says that we do believe him, and he does have to pay the penalty. What if that she agrees? She says, "I agree." Yeah, it's true. He's telling the truth. She wants the money. <laughs> So you're, you're trying to save her, you're dismissing him, you're kicking him out of the court, we want to hear what you have to say, we don't want to ruin her reputation. She doesn't give it, she wants the money, give me the money, I'll worry about, about, about my reputation later. What happens then? Maybe she's ready, she's willing, but maybe your father is not willing. He's embarrassed. It's a shame on him. So she, her agreement, her forgiving on her reputation, fine, you're forgiving her, but you have no right to forgive. Your father doesn't forgive. It's also his reputation at stake. Did he raise a slut here? Or? What if, what if in the case where the father also agrees, the father also wants the money, give me the money, I don't care. My. So what, what's the halacha? So you might have said, wait a minute, but even in that case, it reflects badly in the whole family. It's not just the reputation of the daughter is at stake or the reputation of the father. It's also the reputation of the whole family. What kind of family are this? Promiscuous family? What if What if the whole family wants the money? They care more about money than they care about reputation. He says, It's impossible. There should, shouldn't be one member of the family who's not present who won't agree with this. He doesn't, because it reflects badly, it will blow back on him or her. So, as long as before, it doesn't matter. Even if they come and they say, Yes, it was mutual, just give us the money. <laughs> we don't, we don't accept. According to, according to the Bryce, we, we wouldn't accept. Okay, and then the Mishnah says, Someone says it comes clean. It admits to the court that he stole, he only has to pay the principal. He says that my axe gourd, another axe, he has to pay, he has to pay based on this admission. Question is, if we learn Palgan when you pay the first three times of axe gourds, you only pay half. A papa and a papa holds that this half the tater, it's principle. The tater is saying, really, you should pay full damages. 
But since it's unusual, it's unexpected, you don't expect an act to gore, so you can't hold the, the, the owner fully responsible. The Torah says, you know what? Only half. But the half, you're obligated to pay. Your act gored and, and did damage to, to, to someone else's act. So you have to pay. Since you're not paying the value, whenever you don't pay the value, whether you pay more or less, it's just a penalty. They're saying you should have, you should have been protective. You, have, you are responsible for your animal. So you're always responsible. So therefore, we punish you. We punish you. But So even the half that you're paying, it's a punishment. So if that's the case... Okay, so it's a pop. I'm a pagan. This is my he over the he holds stam shvadim labachaska shimakai because he holds that every axe is prone to damage to do damage, and therefore, really, the owner is responsible. You should have anticipated you're dealing with an animal, you expect an animal to act like an animal, don't expect an animal to act like a man. You raise. In your public schools, animals expect expect them to act like animals. Well, what do you expect? You don't expect anything less. That's what you're teaching them to follow every impulse control, to celebrate every every psychosis. So, what do you expect? Really, you should have paid the full price, the full damage. mercy because he was never warned. You have to be warned. So we give him three chances to be warned. So until after, only after three times he was warned, then you pay the full damages. But they have, surely you're responsible. That is paying the damages. The Rabbi argues, he says, no, why? Because an animal, a domesticated animal, is not expected to go and, and, and act wildly. So it's completely out of the blue. It's unexpected, so you can't hold the owner responsible whatsoever. But we didn't know Shamka really the owner shouldn't have to pay anything, he should pay zero. But Ahmana, what the Khan say, the Torah, the merciful one, Hashem, gives him a penalty, make sure that he should be careful in the future. So if we give you a slap in the wrist, you have to pay half. And only only from the value of the axe that gourd. If you, if you gored a, a, a horse, a racehorse that's worth a million dollars, and the, and the ox is worth $50, you're only going to pay $50. Because <laughs> really, I'm not responsible. I can't be held responsible. My ox gored, I, I, how should I expect it? I, it's a domesticated animal. He's not going around killing, be killing other living things, creatures. So, really, I should pay zero. But the tiger wants to slap me in the wrist to make sure I'm careful in the future. Okay, you're going to have to pay half. And, and, and the limit is only not more than the value of the animal that gored. What's the simon? Sigmar is going to bring a simon of, of different proofs he's going to bring there and there. Simon, Hizik, Ma, Hemis, Kla. Okay. What's the proof? The first proof he brings. We learn that an animal, a tam, we did not yet gore three times. He did damage, so both the owner of the axe that gored and the one who was damaged 
participate in the payment. According to the Papa says that really you should pay the full. And the half that you pay is you're paying for the damages. That, that's what it means. That the one who's damaged is also participating in the payment. Because he only gets half. So, so they're both, pay- he's also participating in the payment. He, he throws in 50, the one who did damages throws in 50, and the one who was damaged throws in 50. He's taking off 50, he's losing 50. He should have received full payment. Instead, if he's throwing in his 50. So they're both participating in the payment. According to Rav Huna, the son of Rav Yeshua, who says that it's a penalty, really, you should pay zero. And the half that you pay is only a penalty. When he takes the half of damages, which really he shouldn't be taking, so how, how, is that, how is that considered like he's participating in the payment? Well, what payment? There is no payment. It's just a penalty solely on the damage and the owner of the Aksad Gord, the one who did the damage. The other one is not participating in anything. On the contrary, he's getting a bonus. <laughs> he should get zero. He's getting a bonus. He's getting 50. So how is he participating in the payment? The Gemara answers... The mission is referring to not every case where you pay half the damage. It's referring to the case of if at the time of the damage, at the time of the damage, the carcass was worth a certain amount. But then, with the passing of the before, you had a chance to sell it. It, 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 it lost value. It decomposed, it rots, it lost more value. So who's responsible for that? Because when you pay a half a damage, what you do is you take, you evaluate what the carcass is worth now, minus that what the living animal is worth, and you have to pay half of that. You don't have to pay, you don't, you don't tell the damager, you take the carcass and pay me half whatever it was. No. Let's say the, the, uh, the animal is worth $100. After you gored it, the carcass is worth, is worth uh, $30. So you have to pay half of what's, in, what's between 30 and 100 so the, the, the owner of the car the owner of the animal gets to keep the carcass. So he has thirty dollars. So the damage is assessed to seventy, and he has to pay. And the owner of the uh, accident court is to pay half of that thirty-five dollars. But what if what if it deteriorated? So before before he had a chance to sell it, not thirty anymore. It's less. So we say tough luck. You should have sold it right away. It's your responsibility. So that's what it means. He participates in the payment. Are you coming to teach me We already learned that already in the Mishnah. I don't need this Mishnah come to teach me that Allah that he already stated. Because it says, when you do damage, the one who does the damage has to pay the full price from the best, from the choicest, choicest real estate. So he says, Tashlumin the payment of the damage. It doesn't say 
he has to pay the damage. Malamed, it comes to teach me, that the carcass is the responsibility of the, of the owner of the damaged animal. Of the animal that was killed. It's up to him to take care of it, to sell it. And if he procrastinates, and in the meanwhile it, it, it deteriorates and loses value, it's his problem. And the damager only has to pay what it was worth the moment, the, the moment his axe gored and killed the other axe, whatever the carcass was worth at the time, that's how you evaluate. So it's already stated in the mission. The mission already came, taught us this. Why does he have to come to teach us again? That the mazik and the nizik both participate in the damage? So he says, no, he has to teach it to me twice. One case is talking about a tam. Before the animal gored three times, one is after the animal already gored three times. It's already his fourth or fifth or his time. Utsrichan. I need both both cases. The Ashmin, if you only let me let me know in the case of Tam. Tam means like an innocent animal who is not yet established. Right before three times, he is not yet established as a gorer, as a as a as a, as a goring ox. So if he's just would teach me that case, I would say from the Katalayayit. You know why? Since the since he wasn't warned yet. So therefore, it's the responsibility of the owner of the axe that was gored. It's his his axe. He he has to take responsibility to sell the animal immediately. So therefore, we say any loss of value in the carcass, it's it's the owner's fault. Not the one who did the damage. Oh, oh, oh. In the case of the ox, which already gored three times, already established, he's a vildechaya, he's a goring ox, and the owner should be careful. The owner wasn't careful. He went ahead and struck again. In this case, I would say, in this case, we should hold the owner responsible, the owner of the goring ox. It's his responsibility. Any loss of value, you should sell it sell it and get whatever money and you, you should be responsible to sell it and get, give him the money and pay and pay the difference. If you didn't, it's your responsibility. So that's why he has to come to teach me in that case. Okay, so why don't you just teach me the case of, of Muad after he's been established. How much more? So if, even if in that case he says the responsibility of the owner of the lost act of the dead axe, how much more so in the case of a tam of an innocent axe? The if we just let me know Muad, I would say we shouldn't come shalom kuli. Since he has to pay anything, he has to pay the whole thing. So it's enough that he has to pay the whole thing, the difference from what the axe was worth when he when when it was gored and, and died and was killed, and what the what the carcass was worth at that time. And he's paying the whole difference. He's paying all. They will be lenient than him. You know, it's not your responsibility to go ahead and sell the axe. The, the onus is on the owner of the dead axe. Fine. But in the case of Avotam, but in the case of the innocent axe, I was since you're only paying half a damage, maybe it should be your responsibility. So that's what he has to teach me. He has to teach me in both cases. That's one proof. Now he's going to bring another proof. I just want to see. I'll bring you a proof. We learned in the mission. What's the difference between an innocent ox? An ox has been established as a gorosh. The innocent ox, the first three times, he only pays half of the damage. And he pays it only maximum 
The max is his own value, whatever the value of the goring axes. But a muid, but someone's axe has been established already as a gore, Mashamla has to pay the full damage. And Mina Leah, he has to pay from the Choices property, from the Madison Avenue apartment. And not only the value, in other words, not only the value of the axe. Who cares the value of the axe? The value of the owner. And you have to give him, if you don't have any money, you give him the choices, choices property that you have, you own. The Lake Tundi, and he doesn't, and the mission, and that's the mission, but the mission should have, should have said a third difference. That an innocent doesn't pay based on his own admission. It becomes clean because it's a penalty. But a muid does pay because even if he even if he admits, he's still responsible because here it's money and there it's a penalty. So we see clearly that it's not a penalty since the mission doesn't say that. That means even if he comes clean, even if he comes clean, if the if the, that is ox who is innocent, gored another ox, he has to pay. He still has to pay the half half fifty percent of the damage. So we see clearly that it's financial, like our papa said, really, owners should pay 100%. The title goes easy on them and says, you know what, since it's the first three times, he didn't warn, he warned, he warned yet, we'll, 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 we'll take off 50, doing you a favor. But the 50 that you're paying is damages, it's not penalty. That's so you see clearly, and that would explain why, why even in the case of a tam, he comes clean, he admits, he still has to pay the 50%. So it's a clear proof that our pop uh, contradicts opinion. Rabbi Shua says it's like, nah. His mother says, no, it's not a proof. Really, he could have added a third difference. But he doesn't list every single thing. He lists, he, he, he omitted other things also. So he omits this difference also. But you're right. You're right. If he comes clean, he admits that his innocent axe gore another axe. He doesn't have to pay the fee. Because it's a penalty and he came clean. When you give an exhaustive list, you don't just leave out one thing. If you're leaving out other things from more than one, fine. But to list everything except one, no. You should have already, you should have been exhausted. My shy, the high shy. What else did he leave over? He didn't list the diff- distinction between an innocent act and a, gore, a goring act. But it says, Shaya, you know what else he left over? That if his axe gored a person, killed a person. So if it's an innocent ox, he only has to pay half of the koif, half of the 30 shakal. If it's a goring ox, it already established three times that he gores, and he was warned three times, then you have to pay the full koif. But you would think, you would think, you would think that if your axe is innocent, you should pay half, just like if you killed another axe, you pay half. So if you killed a person, you should pay half of what a muid would pay. A muid would pay kaifa, 30 shekels. So you would think you would pay half of that, 15, and you don't, you're totally exempt. You don't have to pay anything. 
So it's another distinction you should have said. The distinction between a tam and a mu'at. A mu'at pays kaifer, and a tam doesn't pay kaifer period. So since he leaves over this, it's not an exhaustive list, therefore he doesn't even also include the, the other distinction that if he admits he comes clean, he's exempt from paying the half of the half of the knas, the half of that. The mother says, no, that's not, a, that's not, a, that's not uh, true, that's not shaya, he didn't leave that over. That's the reasoning, that's not called leftover, he didn't list it. We continue on side B, 41B, B, Y, the reason why the Mishnah doesn't list this, one of the difference. Because our Mishnah follows opinion, Atam does pay half, so it's already included. He already said, he already listed. What's the distinction between Atam, an innocent ox, and an ox who's a mood? That a, 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 a Tam that's a mood, you pay full. And the ta and the tam, uh, accents a mood you pay full. And the accents a tam, it's innocent. You only pay half. And the truth is, if the axe killed a person, it's the exact same difference. It's already included. Here you pay the full kaifer. Rabbi Yisrael says, in case of a tam kills a person, you pay half a kaifer. So therefore, it's not extra. It's already included. So what else did he leave out that he would leave out? This he says, Tashma, bring your proof. Okay, so again, so it's no proof. You can't prove one way or the other. I can say the Mishnah follows Rabbi Yisrael and therefore there is nothing else to to exclude from the list. And the fact that he doesn't say that if you admit you're exempt proves if you admit you're not exempt, which proves a proper opinion. Or Rabbi Yisrael say no, a Mishnah is following Rabbi Yisrael and therefore. Rabbi Yisraeli did not let out. Um, uh, he's following the opinion of Rabbi Yisraeli. I'm sorry, he does not follow the opinion of Rabbi Yisraeli. And therefore, he's leaving out two things. He's leaving out that in the case of an innocent act, you don't pay anything. And he's also leaving out... The other distinction, in the case of an innocent ox, if you come clean, you admit you don't pay anything, because it's a penalty. Okay, Toshma, bring your proof. We learn the Mishnah, our Mishnah. Hey, Mishadius, play me. If my he comes clean, he admits, he comes to the court and says, my ox gored and killed so and so. Mishadius, play me. So and so, Zahan. He has to pay the koifer. The kaifer, the value of the person who was killed, or the value of the person who killed. Or in the case when he comes clean, he says, My axe killed another axe, he has to pay the damage based on his own admission. My love, Tam, surely our mission is talking about a case of Tam. So you see that even in the case of Tam, if he admits, he's obligated to pay. So we see it's not a penalty. We see clearly, like Rapapa, it's not a penalty. So this refutes Rabbi Hunabedevshu's opinion decisively. See, Maran says, Lloyd, Rabbi Hunabedevshu will tell you, no, Bemuid, the mission is talking about Bemuid. He says, he comes clean, he says, my axe, who's already established as a goring axe, killed another axe. Then you have to pay because it's not a penalty, you're paying the damage. 
But it says, if that's the case, Abu Batam, so what are you saying? But in the case of Batam, if the animal innocently comes clean, my, then you're saying, you're arguing that he doesn't pay if he comes clean. So why does the Mishnah then conclude? That in the case of Avdishal Plaiti, that if he comes clean, he says, my axe killed a servant, someone else's Canaanite servant, and I'm obligated to pay the 30 shekel. So then the mission says, then he doesn't have to pay the 30 shekel because it's a penalty. He should have said, he should have made a distinction within this case itself. When do we say if he comes clean, he says, my gore killed another ox. My, my, my ox killed and gored another ox. That you have to pay. It's only in the case if his ox is established as a goring ox. If it's innocence, then he wouldn't pay if he comes clean. He should have made a distinction in this case itself. What answers? No, cool. The Mishnah wants to talk about a case of a mood. He wants to make a distinction between he comes clean, he says, My axe gored and killed a person. And then the kaifer is money, and then he has to pay, based on his own admission. Or if he says, My axe killed a servant, which is penalty. And then he's exempt from paying because he came clean, he came to the bezin himself and admitted. That's what he's saying, that he, there is a case of even mu'at, even when the gore, when the axe is established as a goring axe, there's a case where he's exempt. How is that possible? He's established as a goring axe. What's the case if he kills, if his ox kills a Canaanite slave, someone else's Canaanite slave? So in that case, the trader gives a fixed price, no matter how valuable the slave was. If he was like Yosef Atzadik, the slave was, was one, in a, one in a billion. Or he's a slave of Shmendrik, it doesn't matter, you pay the same price. So if it's a knas, that's what he's saying. In that case of a muid, if he comes clean, you, wouldn't, you would be exempt from paying that, that, that penalty. Another proof, Toshma. We learn at the end of that our Mishnah, our Mishnah Zeaklal. This is a rule. Call him a shalom. Yes, anyone who pays more than he damaged, anyone shalom he doesn't pay if he comes clean. If he admits. So what do we see from the air? but What if he pays less than he did damage? He doesn't say. The Mishnah could have said anyone who doesn't pay what he damaged. Whether it's more or less, he doesn't say that. He says anyone who pays more than he damaged. But what in the case of like an innocent ox, the first three times you pay less than you do damage, then you would pay even if you come clean and you admit. So we see clearly because like Rabbi Rapapa that it's, it's, he's paying damages, not a penalty. Really, you should pay the full damage. He is responsible. The Taylor lets him off. The Taylor has mercy and the Taylor lets him off. Mother says, no. Rabbi will say, no, it's not a proof. Don't say a person. Don't try to deduct that the mission is coming to teach us only if you pay more and not less. As long as you're paying what you damage, not more, not less, then you know it's, I'm paying, it's money, it's a monetary Payment. 
then you pay if you come clean. Avo Pachas. So what are you saying? But anything Avo but anything not that's not exactly like I'm paying, whether it's more or even less, my You say that you wouldn't pay based on your own admission if you come clean because it's a penalty so if that's the case listening should learn you should have said if you don't pay what you damage should have been very precise if you don't pay exactly what you damage that means you don't pay then you don't pay if you come clean because it's a penalty the mashma poch is mashma yes it can mean both it can include both so why does he say that whoever pays more than he damaged, he should have said, whatever you pay, what you damage, then you pay in your own admission because you're paying it's a financial payment. But anything other than that, whether you pay more or you pay less, like in the case of the innocent acts, you pay less, then it's just a penalty and then you don't pay based in your own admission. The mother says to you, if the, this is really a strong question. Ah, uh, would appear to be to support opinion of uh, that half a kanas is only is is, is financial. But nevertheless, the law follows the opinion of Hunabedavishua. You just said you just refuted it. And then you say, Well, nevertheless the law follows says in yes. We can say that Allah follows it, even though we have a question. Because time, why? What's the whole question based on Mishum Dleikatani? It should have said by Mesha Hizik that only someone who pays what he did damage, then if you admit and you come clean, you have to pay. Because it's, it's, since you're paying what you damage, the exact amount that you damage, it means it's, it's a financial uh, payment. So therefore, you're not exempt just because you come clean. He doesn't want to say this. He doesn't want to say, I'll tell you what. He's saying, there's a difference in Tiyufta and Kashi. Tiyufta means it's a question, but you can still answer it. It doesn't mean there is no answer. And now the mother is giving an answer. I'll give you an answer. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not irrefutable logic. I can give you an answer. What's the answer? That the reason the mission doesn't want to say that because he can't say 100%. He can't say definitively. That any time you pay less than the amount of the nezek, it's a penalty because it's not true. There is an exception. There is an exception. Why? Even the Ika Chatzin Nezek says, I'll give you an example where in the case of Chatzin Nezek Tzredes, if the animal walks and kicks, kicks up a pebble, a pebble and does damage, so you only have to pay 50% of the damage. Now really it's an ego. Really the animal is going, regal. you're responsible, you can expect it, it's normal. The animal's being himself and you expect him, he's gonna, if you don't muzzle him, he's gonna eat any food that's there, he's gonna, you know, so if you lead your animal to, the, to another person's private property and then he goes and eats his food, of course, you're responsible. What do you expect an animal to do? You know, he's not going to diet. He's, he's good food, he's going to eat it. <laughs> and if, as he walks, he's going to kick up a pebble. He's going to damage going while he's walking. It's just the way of being an animal. Right. He's going to trample, he's going to walk. He's not looking. <laughs> but never, so really, he should pay the full 
damage. 100% of the damage. And the Torah says you only have to pay 50%. But it's not a penalty. It, it, it's damages. So, so you can't, so that's why the Mishnah, our Mishnah can't say as a rule, this is the rule. Anytime you don't pay precisely what, what the damage is, then, then it's, 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 it's a penalty. And therefore, if you come clean, you're exempt. You can't make a blank. That's what the mission only says. If you pay more, because there isn't a single case where you pay more than you did damage, that's not a penalty. That's truly a penalty. But, uh, but, the, but, the, yeah, but the reverse is not true. You can't say 100% that any time you pay less, it's a penalty. It's not true. You pay less, and it's not a penalty. It's just that you don't pay the full damages in that case. Since you have the hilchos in the middle of the moment, we have a lachal meishem mesina that it's mammon. You're paying damage. We only pay half. That's what he doesn't say. Therefore, it's not a real refutation. So it's a rule you learn from here. Whenever he says to yufta, it's it's like refuted. It doesn't mean not necessarily. It could be answered. Many and here we see it's refuted, and yet nevertheless the lachal remains because it's not it's not ironclad. It's not like a hundred percent. You could you could you could answer. Says, now that you're saying that the law follows, when you pay half a damage, it's a penalty, it's a high kalbadoch A dog, a dog that ate sheep and choked in it. And a cat who had big eyes. Who ate big chickens? Mishunihi, this is a crazy damage. It's, un- it's not normal. And therefore, it's an offshoot of Keren, of a goring animal. And if we only pay half of the damage, if the dog and the, and the cat are not, are not uh, it didn't happen three times yet. Then, so therefore, you have to pay half. And this half, you said, is a penalty. And therefore, loy magbinim above. So in this case, you wouldn't collect it in Babylonia. In Babylonia, you don't have judges that have smicha, smicha from the Jewish Supreme Court in Yerushalayim. And by the knas, it says, whenever you give a penalty, only the only one who has a power to lever a knas to give a knas, only those who were uh, have smicha from the high court, the Jewish Supreme Court in Yerushalayim. But if the cat ate small chickens, that's normal. And therefore, it's an offshoot of shame. Then you have to pay the full damage. And therefore, you would collect it even in bubble. But nevertheless, he says, even though you don't collect half a nezek bubble, which is kanat, if, if the damagee, the one whose who, who sheep were, were eaten, his chickens were eaten, if he grabs without the permission of the court, goes ahead and grabs for himself property for, for, from, from, from the, the one who damaged him, we don't take it away from him. And if, if he didn't grab, and he says to the court, 
set aside a time. We have a date. I want to go to Eretz Yisrael together with the damager so we can go in front of the court in Israel who does have shmicha. So I can collect my penalty. He should be able. He should be obligated to pay me the fifty percent. Megabin and lay. We force the bezin says yes. You have to go up with him. You have no choice. You have to travel with him and go to Israel to be able to receive it. If, if afterwards the mazik refuses to go, we excommunicate. Whether the one who did the damage wants to go to Israel or not, either way, we, we put it, we excommunicate him. Why? Remove this damage. Why are you having your property, wild dogs and wild cats? Why are you raising all these wild, 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 they're bringing damage to everyone? With the Rabnosan, like Rabnosan, the Tanu, and the Brahis Rabnosan, and the Nine, she got to out there, basically, a person not allowed to raise a wild dog in this house. And Layamid Sulam Rua, you shouldn't set up a, a, a faulty ladder, a rickety ladder, based in this house. And it says, it says, it's two mitzvahs. You should make a Michael Gagacha. Taylor says, Mitzvah and Parshas Kisaitze. Mitzvah 546. You have to put a mica fence on your roof. Mitzvah 547. You're not allowed to have an obstacle in your house. Not to keep an obstacle in your house. So keeping a faulty ladder and keeping a wild animal can lead to damage to other people. You're violating a prohibition. So we have to excommunicate. So therefore also over here, anything that can lead to hurt, to damage others, you're not allowed to. So the fact, the mere fact, doesn't matter whether you're going to pay the penalty or not. Besides that, the mere fact that you, 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 you're still holding on to this wild dog and this wild cat, you deserve to be excommunicated. We finish this third chapter. Mazel Tov tomorrow with Hashem's help, we'll start the fourth chapter. Good morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. We are up to the last mission of the third chapter in Ksuvis, Taylanitis, on the top of page 41a. Talk to Elika Mishnah. If someone admits that he seduced so and so, the daughter of so and so, so of the payments that you have to make. He has to pay, based on his own admission, he has to pay for the shame, the embarrassment, and the defect that he caused in this young girl. The Emishalom Knas, but you don't have to pay the penalty. Because we have a rule, you don't pay a penalty based on your own admission. You only pay a penalty if you don't come clean. Then you have to pay the penalty. Here he came clean, so he's exempt from paying the penalty. If someone says, Gnafti, I stole... Then, based on your admission, you have to pay the principal because that's financial. That's but the penalty. The Torah says you have to pay double. And in the case if you sell it, then if it was an ox, or if you go ahead and sell it, or you, um, you 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 butcher it, then you have to pay five times, four or five times, depending if it's a sheep or an ox. Then that's that's a penalty. 
And that you don't pay, um, you don't pay based on your own admission. Hey, Mercedes plane. What if he says that my axe went ahead and killed so and so? Mercedes plane or so and so's axe? And he's a He doesn't have to pay according to even though it's on his own admission. Gore someone else. If your axe gore someone, you have to pay. The Torah says you have to pay a kaifer. It's like a penalty, a fixed sum of thirty shekel. So it seemed like since it's a fixed sum, it seems like a penalty. So why should he pay if he's admitting? We wouldn't know it without his own admission. He's coming clean because it's an atonement. So if it's an atonement, you have to pay. We'll explain. but but if he says. Yeah, if he says, Hey, Mishay, Avdi Shoplaini, my axe, Gord, the servant of a so and so. Hey, Mishalam, Apiatsme. Oh, the Kaifer, by the way, for killing value, if your if you're axe, Gord, a person, you have to pay the value of the person. And, um,. And he holds that it's a, it's not a, an atonement. It's actually if it's an atonement, then it will be knas. If you come clean, you will be exempt. It's, it's 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 that's the value. You have to pay the value of the person. <coughs> but if he says my axe gore the servant, there there's a fixed sum. You pay thirty shekel there. Amish shalom me. Then you don't pay if you come clean because that's surely a knas. Zaklal, this is the rule. Whenever the Torah says you should pay more than the damage, for example, double, the damage is the, damage is the principle. The Torah is obligating you to the top of the principle. You have to pay double. That's a penalty. It's a penalty. It's not a, it's not a financial loss. Yes, for the Ghana, if it makes sense, because you want to, it's a penalty. You're punishing him. Because if he just pays back the principle, he's not being punished. What's he returning? He's returning something that never belonged to him. So he didn't lose a penny. He tried to rob someone, to steal someone, steal $100 from someone. What are you doing? He just has to pay back the principal. He didn't lose a dime. The tater says, the tater's penalizing him. You tried to take away $100 from another person. We're going to take $100 out of you and tap at the principal, reach into your pocket and take out and lose $100. What a wonderful idea. <laughs> so that's a penalty. Send it to the mayor. Yeah. Here, here, if you steal, the police are going to pay the, the extra hundred. Why does he only talk about in the case of seduction? Why does he also case in the case of rape? That he, what he has to pay based on his own admission, and what he doesn't, what he's exempt from paying. Sigmarah says, you're right. Not only in the case of nasty. Not only in the case. When he says, I raped her. Like a Pagamla. She didn't agree. She was raped. So it's, it's no, it doesn't reflect badly on her. It doesn't reflect badly on her. If she seduces, then she gets reflects badly on her. She's a slut. So, so she, her value is diminished. That one, oh, she sleeps with everyone. Here she was raped. Poor victim. It's not her fault. She was innocent. She was raped. You have Rahmanus, so you don't hold it against her. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. Not only in the case of rape. 
that when he says he the mitzvah he raped her, he doesn't he doesn't uh, he doesn't lower her estimation. He doesn't affect her. It doesn't affect her. So surely he has to pay the mishalim boishes of Gam Surely he has to pay her for the shame and for the for the defect that ultimately she lost her virginity because she was raped. That goes without saying. But in the case of Pisisi, in the case where he admits that he seduced her, the Kapagim law, where he, har- he harms her, he lowers her valuation because now everyone will look at her as a slut. I would think that he shouldn't have to pay because if you're going to force him to pay, it's just going to affirm in everyone's mind that she is a slut. If you say we don't believe him, then you'll save her reputation. Help her. Help her. Why, what, you know, like this, we don't believe him. And, and therefore, she, uh, we don't believe him that, that, that nothing happened between the two. But if you can afford you're going to believe him. You're going to force him to pay for the shame and for the, for the defect. You're going to harm her. So, commercial, that's the mission coming tells you, even in this case, he has to pay based on his own admission. It doesn't matter what the consequences will be. Well, if he's going to pay, what are people going to say about her? It doesn't matter. You, you cause damage, financial damage. That's a, you know, that's in the marketplace of, ma- of real damage, financial damage. You have to pay based on your own admission. But it says our mission is an argument. Argues with this with the other time. The time is when the brass of Shimon Yudaim that if someone admits, comes to clean, comes to the best and says, I seduce the daughter of so and so, not only doesn't have to pay the penalty, but even the, for the shame, for the defect, he doesn't have to pay based on his own admission. Why? We don't believe him that. That, it's, that based on his testimony you're going to ruin the girl's reputation he could just come along and say I, you know I seduced her, we had sex together and, and we were intimate together and you're going to ruin her reputation so, so the Besan will believe you and, and, and force you to pay you distinguish rape we do believe not seduction but he's also blaming her for being exactly, rape, rape doesn't reflect badly on her so you know you say you raped her fine so pay yeah but, but seduction that she's a slut and she's this right a partner we're going to believe you to ruin a reputation it's much it's much more valuable than money it's much more at stake than money it's a reputation reputation is priceless so the peasant is going to put a stamp based on your admission we're going to admit she, she says it never happened based on your admission we're going to admit that, 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 that she, she acted like a slut and that you were both sleeping together we're going to force you to pay? No, we, we disregard your whole thing. We don't believe you. Go home. You have no right to ruin an innocent girl's reputation. And it disagrees. Our mission says that we do believe him and he doesn't have to pay the penalty. What if that she agrees? She says, I agree. Yeah, it's true. He's telling the truth. She wants the money. <laughs> so you're, you're trying to save her. You're dismissing him. You're kicking him out of the court. We only hear what you have to say. We don't want to ruin her reputation. She doesn't give him. She wants the money. Give me the money. I'll worry about, about, about my reputation later. What happens then? 
Dilma, perhaps a Nicholavia. Maybe she's ready, she's willing. But maybe your father is not willing. He's embarrassed. It's a shame on him. So she, her agreement, her forgiving on her reputation, fine, you're forgiving her, but you have no right to forgive. Your father doesn't forgive. It's also his reputation at stake. Did he raise a slut there? Or? What if What if in the case where the father also agrees? The father also wants the money. Give me the money. I don't care. My. So what, what's the halacha? The mother said, wait a minute, but even in that case, it reflects badly in the whole family. It's not just the reputation of the daughter is at stake or the reputation of the father. It's also the reputation of the whole family. What kind of family are this? Promiscuous family? What if What if the whole family wants the money? They care more about money than they care about reputation. He says, It's impossible there shouldn't be one member of the family who's not present who won't agree with this. He doesn't, because it reflects badly, it will blow back on him or her. So as long as they're four, it doesn't matter. Even if they come and they say, Yes, it was mutual, just give us the money. <laughs> we don't, we don't accept. According to, according to the price, we, don't, we wouldn't accept it. Okay, and that mission says, Someone says it comes clean. It admits to the court that he stole, he only has to pay the principal. He says, Let my axe gourd, another axe, he has to pay, he has to pay based on this admission. Question is, if we learn when you pay the first three times of axe gourds, you only pay half. A papa holds that this half the tater, it's principal. The tater is saying, really, you should pay full damages. But since it's unusual, it's unexpected, you don't expect an act to gore, so you can't hold the, the, the owner fully responsible. The tater says, you know what? Only half. But the half, you're obligated to pay. Your act gored and, and did damage to, to someone else's act. So you have to pay. Since you're not paying the value, whenever you don't pay the value, whether you pay more or less, it's just a penalty. They're saying you should have, you should have been protective. You, have, you are responsible for your animal. So you're always responsible. So therefore, we punish you. We punish you. But so even the half that you're paying, it's a punishment. So if that's the case, Okay, so it's a pop. I'm a pagan. This woman, he already saw he holds Tam Shvadim Labachaska Shimakai because he holds that every axe is prone to damage, to do damage, and therefore, really, the owner is responsible. You should have anticipated you're dealing with an animal, you expect an animal to act like an animal, don't expect an animal to act like a man. You raise. In your public schools, animals expect expect them to act like animals. Well, what do you expect? They don't expect anything less. That's what you're teaching them to follow every impulse control, to celebrate every every psychosis. So, what do you expect? Really, you should have paid the full price, the full damage. Because he was never warned. 
You have to be warned. So we give him three chances to be warned. So until after, only after three times he was warned, then you pay the full damages. But they have, surely you're responsible. That is paying the damages. Argues is not Why? An animal, a domesticated animal, is not expected to go and, and, and act wildly. So it's completely out of the blue. It's unexpected. So you can't hold the owner responsible whatsoever. But we didn't know that really the owner shouldn't have to pay anything. He should pay zero. But the Torah. The merciful one, Hashem, gives him a penalty. Make sure that he should be careful in the future. So if we give you a slap in the wrist, you have to pay half. And only, only from the value of the ox that gored. If you, if you gored a, a, a horse, a racehorse that's worth a million dollars, and the ox is worth $50, you're only going to pay $50. Because <laughs> really, I'm not responsible. I can't be held responsible. My ox gored, I, I, how should I expect it? I it's a domesticated animal. He's not going around killing people, killing other living things, creatures. So, really, I should pay zero. But the Torah wants to slap me in the wrist to make sure I'm careful in the future. Says, okay, you have to pay half. And 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 the limit is only not more than the value of the animal that gored. What's the simon? So he wants to bring a simon of, of different proofs he's going to bring there and there. Simon, Hizik, Ma, Hemis, Kla. Okay. What's the proof? The first proof he brings. We learn that an animal, a tam, we did not yet gore three times. He did damage. So both. The owner of the ox that gored, and the one who was damaged, participate in the payment. Okay, so it makes sense. According to the Papa says that really you should pay the full, and the half that you pay is he paying for the damages. That's what it means. That the one who's damaged is also participating in the payment. Because he only gets half. So, so they're both, pay- he's also participating in the payment. He, he throws in 50, the one who did damages throws in 50, and the one who was damaged throws in 50. He's taking off 50, he's losing 50. He should have received full payment. Instead, if he's throwing in his 50. So they're both participating in the payment. According to Rabbi Hunna. The son of Rabbi Yeshua, who says that it's a penalty, really you should pay zero. And the half that you pay is only a penalty. So when he takes the half of damages, which really he shouldn't be taking, so how, how, is that, how is that considered like he's participating in the payment? What payment? There is no payment. It's just a penalty solely on the damage and the owner of the axe at Gord. The one who did the damage. The other one is not participating in anything. On the contrary, he's getting a bonus. <laughs> he should get zero. He's getting a bonus. He's getting 50. So how is he participating in the payment? The Gemara answers, The mission is referring to not every case where you pay half the damage. It's referring to 
the case of Chas Nevela. If at the time of the damage, at the time of the damage, the carcass was worth a certain amount. But then, with the passing of the before, you had a chance to sell it. It, 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 it lost value. It decomposed, it rots, it lost more value. So who's responsible for that? Because when you pay a half a damage, what you do is you take, you evaluate what the carcass is worth now, minus that what the living animal is worth, and you have to pay half of that. You don't have to pay, you don't, you don't tell the damager, you take the carcass and pay me half whatever it was. No. Let's say the, the, uh, the animal is worth $100. After you gored it, the carcass is worth, is worth uh, $30. So you have to pay half of what's, in, what's between 30 and 100 So the, 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 owner of the, car, the owner of the animal gets to keep the carcass. He has $30. So the damage is assessed at 70 and he has to pay and the owner of the uh, acts of court is to pay half of that $35. But what if, what if it deteriorated? So before, before he had a chance to sell it, not 30 anymore, it's less. So we say tough luck, you should have sold it right away. It's your responsibility. So that's what it means he participates in the payment. Are you coming to teach me Pras Nevela? Pras Nina, we already learned that already in the Mishnah. I don't need this Mishnah come to teach me that Allah that he already stated. Because it says, when you do damage, the one who does the damage has to pay the full price from the best, from the choicest, choicest real estate. So he says, Tashlumin the payment of the damage. It doesn't say he has to pay the damage. Malama, it comes to teach me, that the carcass is the responsibility of the, of the owner of the damaged animal, of the animal that was killed. It's up to him to take care of it, to sell it. And if he procrastinates, and in the meanwhile it, it, it deteriorates and loses value, it's his problem. And the damager only has to pay what it was worth the moment the, the moment his axe gored and killed the other axe, whatever the carcass was worth at the time. That's how you evaluate. So it's already stated in the mission. The mission already came, taught us this. Why does he have to come to teach us again that the mazik and the nizik both participate in the damage? So he says, no. He has to teach it to me twice. One case is talking about a tam. Before the animal gored three times, one is after the animal already gored three times, it's already his fourth or fifth or his time. Utsrichan. I need both both cases. The Ashmin, if you only let me let me know in the case of Tam. Tam means like an innocent animal who is not yet established, right, before three times. He is not yet established as a gorer, as a as a as a, as a goring ox. So if he just would teach me that case, I would say from the Katalayayit. You know why? Since the since he wasn't warned yet, so therefore it's the responsibility of the owner of the ox that was gored. It's his his he he has to take responsibility to sell the animal immediately. So therefore we say any loss 
a value in the karka is it's it's the owner's fault, not the one who did the damage. In the case of the ox, which already gored three times, already established, he's a vildechaya. He's a goring ox, and, and the owner should be careful. The owner wasn't careful. He went ahead and struck again. In this case, I would say, in this case, we should hold the owner responsible, the owner of the goring ox. It's his responsibility. Any loss of value, you should sell it. Sell it and get whatever money, and you, you should be responsible to sell it and get, give him the money and pay, and pay the difference. If you didn't, it's your responsibility. So that's why he has to come to teach me in that case. Okay, so why don't you just teach me the case of, of Muad after he's been established? How much more? So if, even if in that case he says the responsibility of the owner of the lost ox, of the dead ox, how much more so in the case of a tam, of an innocent ox? If we would just let me know Muad, I would say we shouldn't come Shalom Kuli. Since he has to pay anything, he has to pay the whole thing. So it's enough that he has to pay the whole thing, the difference. From what the axe was worth when he when when it was gored and, and died and was killed, and what the what the carcass was worth at that time, and he's paying the whole difference. He's paying all the difference. They will be lenient on him. You know, it's not your responsibility to go ahead and sell the axe. The the onus is on the owner of the dead axe. Fine, but in the case of but in the case of the innocent axe, Amaloy, I was since you're only paying half a damage. Maybe it should be your responsibility. So that's why he has to teach me. He has to teach me in both cases. That's one proof. Now he's going to bring another proof. I just want to see. Shema bring your proof. We learn in the Mishnah. What's the difference between an innocent ox? An ox has been established as a gorosh. The innocent ox, the first three times, he only pays half of the damage. And he pays it only maximum. The max is his own value, whatever the value of the goring ox is. But a muid, but someone's axe has been established already as a gur, Mashamdan has to pay the full damage. And Mina Aliyah, he has to pay from the choices property, from the Madison Avenue apartment. And not only the value, in other words, not only the value of the axe. Who cares the value of the axe? The value of the owner. And you have to give him, if you don't have any money, you give him the choices, choices property that you have, you own. The lake Tani, and he doesn't. And the mission, and that's the mission, but the mission should have, should have said a third difference. That an innocent doesn't pay based on his own admission. He comes clean because it's a penalty. But a Muid does pay because even if he, even if he admits. He's still responsible because here it's money and there it's a penalty. So we see clearly that it's not a penalty since the mission doesn't say that. That means even if he comes clean, even if he comes clean, if, the, if the, that is ox who is innocent, gored another ox, he has to pay, he still has to pay the half, half, 50% of the damage. So we see clearly that it's financial, like our papa said, really, owner should pay 100%. The title goes easy on them and says, you know what, since it's the first three times, he didn't warn, he warned, he warned yet, we'll, we'll, we'll take off 50. Doing your favor. 
But the 50 that you're paying is damages. It's not penalty. That's so you see clearly. And that would explain why, why even in the case of a Tam, if he comes clean, he admits it still has to pay the 50%. So it's a clear proof that our pop uh, contradicts opinion. Rabbi Huna, Rabbi Yeshua says it's like nah. His mother says no, it's not a proof. Really, she could have added a third difference. But he doesn't list every single thing. He lists, he, he, he omitted other things also. So he omits this difference also. But you're right. You're right. If he comes clean, he admits that his innocent acts gored another act. He doesn't have to pay the fee. Because it's a penalty and he came clean. When you give an exhaustive list, you don't just leave out one thing. If you're leaving out other things, more than one, fine. But to list everything except one, no. You should have already, you should have been exhausted. My shy, the high shy. What else did he leave over? He didn't list the different distinction between an innocent act and a, gore, a goring act. But it says shaya. You know what else he left over? That if his axe gored a person, killed a person. So if it's an innocent axe, he only has to pay half of the kaif, half of the thirty shekel. If it's a goring act, it already established three times that he gores, and he was warned three times, then you have to pay the full kaif. But you would think, you would think, you would think that if your axe is innocent, you should pay half, just like if you killed another axe, you pay half. So if you killed a person, you should pay half of what a muid would pay. A muid would pay kaifa, 30 shekel. So you would think you would pay half of that, 15, and you don't, you're totally exempt. You don't have to pay anything. So it's another distinction you should have said. Distinction between a tam and a muid. A muid pays kaifa, and a tam doesn't pay kaifa, period. So since he leaves over this, it's not an exhaustive list. If he doesn't also include the, the other distinction, that if he admits he comes clean, he's exempt from paying the half of the half of the knas, the half of that. But he says no, that's not a, that's not a, that's not uh, true. That's not shaya. He didn't leave that over. That's the reasoning. That's not called leftover. He didn't list it. We continue on side B, 41B, B-Y, the reason why the Mishnah doesn't list this, one of the difference, because our Mishnah follows opinion, Atam does pay half, so it's already included, he already said, he already listed, what's the distinction between Atam, an innocent axe, and an axe is a mood, that the, uh, 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 Atam, that's a mood, you pay full, and the ta and the tam uh, accents a mood you pay full. And the accents a tam. It's innocent. You only pay half. And the truth is, if the axe killed a person, it's the exact same difference. It's already included. Here you pay the full kaifer. Rabbi Yisrael says, in case of a tam kills a person, you pay half a kaifer. So therefore, it's not extra. It's already included. So what else did he leave out that he would leave out? This he says, Toshma, bring your proof. Okay, so again, so it's no proof. You can't prove one way or the other. I can say the Mishnah followed Rabbi Yisrael and therefore there was nothing else to to exclude from the list. 
And the fact that he doesn't say that if you admit you're exempt proves if you admit you're not exempt, which proves Papa's opinion. Or Rabbi Hu say, no, our mission is following Rabbi Yisrael. And therefore, Rabbi Yisrael did not let out. Um, uh, Rabbi Yisrael is following the opinion of Rabbi Yisrael. I'm sorry, he does not follow the opinion of Rabbi Yisrael. And therefore, he's leaving out two things. He's leaving out that in the case of an innocent act, you don't pay anything. And he's also leaving out the, the other distinction in the case of an innocent act, if you come clean, you admit you don't pay anything. Because it's a penalty. Toshma, bring your We learn the Mishnah. Our Mishnah. Hey, Mishnah, explaining If my, he comes clean. He admits, he comes to the court and says, My axe gored and killed so and so. He has to pay the koifer, the koifer, the value of the person who was killed, or the value of the person who killed. Oh yes, and as a kapiyatsme, or in the case when he comes clean, he says, "My axe killed another axe." He has to pay the damage based on his own admission. My love, after time, surely our mission is talking about a case of time. So you see that even in the case of Tom, if he admits, he's obligated to pay. So we see it's not a penalty. We see clearly, like Rapapa, it's not a penalty. So this refutes Abhunabedevshu's opinion decisively. See, Moran says, Lloyd, Abhunabedevshu will tell you, no, Bamuid, the mission is talking about Bamuid. He says, he comes clean, he says, my axe, who's already established as a goring axe, killed another axe. Then you have to pay because it's not a penalty. You're paying the damage. Mother says, if that's the case, Abu Batam. So what are you saying? But in the case of Batam, if the animal innocently comes clean, my then you're saying you're arguing that he doesn't pay if he comes clean. So why does the Mishnah then conclude? That in the case of Abdishal that if he comes clean, he says my axe is more killed. A servant, someone else's Canaanite servant, and I'm obligated to pay the thirty shekel. So then the mission says, Then he doesn't have to pay the thirty shekel because it's a penalty. He should have said, He should have made a distinction within this case itself. Ahmed, one of my when do we say if he comes clean, he says, My gore killed another axe. My, my, my axe killed and gored another axe. That you have to pay. It's only in the case if his axe is established as a goring axe. But Tom, if it's innocent, then he wouldn't pay if he comes clean. Should have made a distinction in this case itself. What answer is not cool of The Mishnah wants to talk about a case of a mood. He wants to make a distinction between he comes clean, he says, My axe gored and killed a person. And then the kaifid is money, and then he has to pay based on his own admission. Or if he says, My axe killed a servant, which is penalty. And then he's exempt from paying because he came clean, he came to the best in himself and admit. Oh, no, 
That's what he's saying, that e- there is a case of even mu'at, even when the gore, when the axe is established as a goring axe, there's a case where he's exempt. Okay. How is that possible? He's established as a goring axe. What's the case if he kills, if his axe kills a Canaanite slave, someone else's Canaanite slave? So in that case, the trader gives a fixed price, no matter how valuable the slave was. If he was like Yosef Atzadik, the slave was, was one, in a, one in a billion. Or he's a slave of Shmendrik, it doesn't matter, you pay the same price. So therefore it's a knas, that's what he's saying. In that case of a muid, if he comes clean, you, wouldn't, you would be exempt from paying that, that, that penalty. Another proof, Tashma, we learn at the end of that, our Mishnah, our Mishnah is there. This is a rule, anyone who pays more than he damaged, he doesn't pay if he comes clean, if he admits. So what do we see from there? What if he pays less than he did damage? He doesn't say, Mishnah could have said, anyone who doesn't pay what he damaged. Whether it's more or less, he doesn't say that. He says anyone who pays more than he damaged. But what in the case of like an innocent ox, the first three times you pay less than you do damage, then you would pay even if you come clean and you admit. So we see clearly because I grab a papa that it's, it's, he's paying damages, it's not a penalty. Really, you should pay the full damage. He is responsible. The tater lets him off. The tater has mercy. The tater lets him off. But it says, no. Ravun Rishul will say, no, it's not a proof. Don't say a person. Don't try to deduct that the mission is coming to teach us only if you pay more and not less. As long as you're paying what you damage, not more, not less, then you know it's, I'm paying, it's money, it's a monetary Payment. Then you pay if you come clean. So what are you saying? But anything, but anything not that's not exactly like I'm paying, whether it's more or even less, my You say that you wouldn't pay based on your own admission. If you come clean, because it's a penalty. So if that's the case, listen, you should learn. You should have said, if you don't pay what you damage, you should have been very precise. If you don't pay exactly what you damage, that means you don't pay, then you don't pay if you come clean, because it's a penalty. The mashma pachis, the mashma yes, it can mean both, it can include both. So why does he say, that whoever pays more than he damaged, he should have just said, whatever you pay, what you damage, then you pay in your own admission because you're paying it's a financial payment. But anything other than that, whether you pay more or you pay less, like in the case of the innocent acts, you pay less, then it's just a penalty and then you don't pay based on your own admission. But it says to you, if the, this is really a strong question. Would appear to be to support the opinion of that half a kanas is only is, is, is financial. But nevertheless, the law follows the opinion of says You just said you just refuted it, and then you say, well, nevertheless, the law follows. In yes. 
we can say that Allah follows us even though we have a question. Because time, why? What's the whole question based on? It should have said that only someone who pays what he did damage, then if you admit and you come clean, you have to pay. Because it's, it's, since you're paying what you damage, the exact amount that you damage, it means it's, it's a financial uh, payment. So therefore, you're not exempt just because you come clean. Leipzigalei. He doesn't want to say this. He doesn't want to say. I'll tell you why. Oh, he's saying tiyufte. There's a difference in tiyufte and kapshut. Tiyufte means it's a question, but you can still answer it. It doesn't mean there is no answer. And now the is giving an answer. I'll give you an answer. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not irrefutable logic. I can give you an answer. What's the answer? That the reason the mission doesn't want to say that because he can't say a hundred percent. He can't say definitively. That any time you pay less than the amount of the nezek, it's a penalty. Because it's not true. There is an exception. There is an exception. Why? Even the Ika Chatzin Nezek says, I'll give you an example where, in the case of Chatzin Nezek Tzredes, if the animal walks and kicks, kicks up a pebble, a pebble, and does damage, so you only have to pay 50% of the damage. Now really, it's regular. Really, the animal is going regular. You're responsible. You can expect it. It's normal. The animal's being himself, and you expect him. He's gonna. If you don't muzzle him, he's gonna eat any food that's there. He's gonna, you know. So if you lead your animal to the to another person's private property, and then he goes and eats his food, of course, you're responsible. What do you expect an animal to do? You know, he's not going to diet. He's, he's good food, he's going to eat it. <laughs> and if, as he walks, he's going to kick up a pebble. He's going to damage while he's walking. It's just a way of being an animal. Right. He's going to trample, he's going to walk. He's not looking. But never, so really, he should pay the full damage. 100% of the damage. And the trainer says, you only have to pay 50%. But it's not a penalty. It, it, it's damages. So, so you can't, that's why the Mishnah, our Mishnah can't say, as a rule, this is the rule. Anytime you don't pay precisely what, what the damage is, then, then it's, 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 it's a penalty. And therefore, if you come clean, you're exempt. You can't make a blank. That's what the Mishnah only says. If you pay more, because there isn't a single case where you pay more than you did damage, that's not a penalty. That's truly a penalty. But uh, but the but the, yeah but the reverse is not true. You can't say a hundred percent that any time you pay less, it's a penalty. It's not true. You pay less, it's not a penalty. It's just halacha l'moishem b'sina that you don't pay the full damages in that case. Since you have the hilchos in middle of the moment, we have a lachal mesha mesina that, that it's moment you're paying damage. We only pay half. That's what he doesn't say. Therefore, it's not a real refutation. So it's a rule we learn from here. Whenever he says to yufta, it's it's like refuted. It doesn't mean not necessarily. It could be answered. And, many, and here we see it's refuted, and yet the nevertheless the lachal remains because it's not it's not ironclad. It's not like a hundred percent. You could you could you could answer. says, Now that you're saying that the law follows, when you pay half a damage, it's a penalty. It's a high A dog 
a dog that ate sheep and choked in it. And a cat who had big eyes, who ate big chickens. This is a crazy damage. It's not, it's not normal. And therefore, it's an offshoot of Keren, of a goring animal. And if we only pay half of the damage, if the dog and the, and the cat are not, are not uh, it didn't happen three times yet. And so therefore, you have to pay half. And this half, you said, is a penalty. And therefore, so in this case, you wouldn't collect it in Babylonia. In Babylonia, you don't have judges that have smicha, smicha from the Jewish Supreme Court in Yerushalayim. And by the knas, it says, whenever you give a penalty, only the only one who has a power to lever a knas, to give a knas, only those who were uh, have smicha from the high court, the Jewish Supreme Court in Yerushalayim. But if the cat ate small chickens, that's normal. And therefore, it's an offshoot of shame. Then you have to pay the full damage. And therefore, magbinim bubble. You would collect it even in bubble. But nevertheless, he says, even though you don't collect half a nezek bubble, which is kanas, he toughens. If, if the damagee, the one whose who, who sheep were, were eaten, whose chickens were eaten, if he grabs without the permission of the court, goes ahead and grabs for himself, Property for, for, from 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 the, the one who damaged him, limb of kinemi. We don't take it away from him. And if if he didn't grab Omar and he says to the court, set aside a time. We have a date. I want to go to Eretz Yisrael together with the damager, so we can go in front of the court in Israel. Who does have smicha? So I can collect my penalty. He should be able. He should be obligated to pay me the fifty percent. We force the bezin says yes. You have to go up with him. You have no choice. You have to travel with him and go to Israel to be able to receive it. If, if afterwards the mazik refuses to go, we excommunicate. Whether the one who did the damage wants to go to Israel or not. Either way, we, we, put, we excommunicate him. Why? Remove this damage. Why are you having your property, wild dogs and wild cats? Why are you raising all these wild, wild, wild that are bringing damage to everyone? You shouldn't set up a, a, a faulty ladder, a rickety ladder, with a base in his house. And then it says, it says, it's two mitzvahs. You should make a Michael Gagacha. Taylor says, Mitzvah and Parshas Kisaitze. Mitzvah 546. No, you have to put a mica fence on your roof. Mitzvah 540.
seven, that you're not allowed to have an obstacle in your house. Not to keep an obstacle in your house. So keeping a faulty ladder and keeping a wild animal can lead to damage to other people. You're violating a prohibition. So we have to excommunicate. So therefore also over here, anything that can lead to hurt, to damage others, you're not allowed to. So the fact, the mere fact, doesn't matter whether you're going to pay the penalty or not. Besides that, the mere fact that you, 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 you're still holding on to this wild dog and this wild cat, you deserve to be excommunicated. We finish this third chapter. Mazel tov tomorrow, we'll start the fourth chapter.